know you're new at this, so I'm going to volunteer to be your guide. Now, look, if we get separated... Oh, Vendula, honey, I need to talk to you. What? If we get separated, what? Brink. Hey everyone, welcome to Rosanna Do. This is Diana, and in a minute I'm going to be joined by my friend Martin. We're going to have a really good conversation. So just a couple of things up top, just fun to say. Um, thank you so much for being here, and yeah, I'm so glad to have you here. And if you're just tuning in, we are watching Roseanne from the beginning, the TV show. In its first run starting in 1988 and um we're also just expanding the conversation from there it's not really going to be beat by beat it's kind of informal so it's going to be a lot of fun because this show actually even just from the first few episodes really brings up a lot and a lot of stuff like in the zeitgeist culturally and then just like in so many other realms too like you know, they're talking about everything and we get a lot of, uh, a lot into that in this episode. I do have to say some of the audio on my end was not that great. <laughs> I am still figuring out this like new mic and how to record with another person. So just bear with me. And then next time, I don't know if I'll have a guest the next episode, but the next time I do have a guest, I promise to have all that audio stuff figured out. But, you know, I basically cut out all the stuff that was just me, like, you couldn't even hear me. So hopefully there's not too much of that left in here. And yeah, it's a good conversation. It's really fun. And there's so much that I want to talk about in addition to it, just like from what we ended up talking about and all of that. But I'll just like save it for next time, you know, either that Martin's on or just that I'm talking and everything comes up. So in this episode, they are really talking about, I mean, it's mostly about like this contest that Roseanne encourages Dan to enter. And then like they sort of co-create a song and that part is like really magical. And so I thought that before Martin comes on, we'll just like listen to a clip where it's uh, the end of the episode. So spoiler alert. <laughs> But yeah, it's at the end of the episode and they're going to uh, just play the song for the kids because the kids hadn't even heard the song yet, which was cute. And you get to just see them and hear, I mean, hear them being silly. And uh, it's really cute because the kids are dancing. And also you can kind of hear DJ start to sing it uh, <laughs> with Dan. So that's really cute. I wonder, he must have remembered real quick because it didn't ruin the take. But that was fun. So yeah, this is a really good episode of Roseanne, and I hope that you guys enjoy this episode of Roseanne Do, and yeah, enjoy this conversation with Martin, and I'll talk to you after. How do you explain to people that your song wasn't good enough to win two tickets to the annual Lampert Tractor Pull? <laughs> you don't. You move out of state. Montana's nice. And I hear they have very little radio there. <laughs> Mom, Dad, we're really sorry you lost. 
Well, we couldn't really lose. I mean, the only people that really ever lose are people who never try. At least we've tried. Got crushed. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> well, we never got to hear your song. Yeah, why don't you sing it for us? Dare you? Well, shuckins, kids. Why not? Gather round, youngins. Pa's gonna sing us a little ditty. There's a river high in the mountain that's been flowing since who knows when. No one's sure just how it started, but it's never gonna end. Our love is like that river flowing through all time. Heaven knows how I need you, but I'll never change my mind. And welcome, Martin, to Rosanna Do. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks for being here. We've already been talking for a bit, so yes. hopefully we're nice and warmed up. Yep, I think so. But I'm really excited that you're here because I think that you're going to help bring the Xanadu side more in because, yep. I think that, yeah, anyone could do a rewatch podcast, right? Yeah, like, that's true. And And they do. There's actually a rewatch podcast of Roseanne happening right now, but wow, they're on like episode—I mean, season five, I think. Oh God! But, wow. Yeah. I'm and sure they just watched the episode. Show. Yeah. yeah. Mhm. They're on season five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're way ahead. But I don't think that you know they have a Xanadu side to theirs, so. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> There's probably nothing mythical about them at all. Well, I already sort of have asked you this before, but for our listeners' sake, um, like, what what uh, is your relationship to Roseanne? Like, when did you watch it in your life? And, like, how much have you seen it? Um, so, in the... When did it come out? 80... 89? 88. 88? Okay. October 88. So, 88, 89, we moved from Virginia to Colorado. So, that's when I got, that's when we finally got cable, actually. So, yeah, we didn't have cable before. We had, like, a glitchy black and white TV or, like, a crappy color one that somebody stuck a magnet to. You know, like, one of the kids. And then, like, which ruins the pixels. And, um, like... My dad, like, finally had money because they didn't have seven other kids to worry about. So we got a really nice TV, and we got cable. We were like, we have cable now. And and we started watching, like, shows like Roseanne, you know, or, like, Saved by the Bell and stuff like that, you know. But was Roseanne cable. was, like, a really good one. Pardon? That was cable. Yeah. Yeah. All this, all this stuff was, like, cable, which, like, mm-hmm. everybody else had, you know. And... I started watching her. I just liked it a lot. I remember the the feeling of it and just the the like kind of homey feel to it that just you could settle in, you could watch it, you could like kind of grow with the characters more or less. I don't know if there's really shows like that anymore, but 
you could right, really exactly. just kinda... everyone is plateaued and like they don't change at all there's no character development or like story development but i mean there's like parks and recreation where that is like there is all there are all those things you know but that right. is rare like roseanne differs quite a bit yeah because nowadays there's nothing like that but when i was a kid like we would so and i was um so i'd be 12 13 around then and when it came out and if it came out in 88 i wasn't watching it till like 89 that's when we got to colorado from virginia so um I started watching it and just like in the town I I moved from like around the DC area to like a very small town in Colorado. It was total culture shock. But a lot of the people on the show were like people I knew there in this little town. And it's a town my parents had come from. So like that there was still family around and stuff, you know, and they had grown up in this environment like that you know it was kind of like um i remember there being like a lot of like um these like god what's that pattern that like everybody like grunge would use god, what is that called um plaid. the plaid yeah like the plaid but like you know the plaid coats and stuff but they all had like um like uh puffy plaid coats for like winter and like it was kind of just pretty normal like like i said just like a lot of like welders and electricians and farmers and stuff like that and just kind of um i knew all the people like that that wore like the ball cap you know the dad like had the ball cap and like a beer in his hand like all the time and like <laughs> just like my and my parents weren't like that at all like they just because they, I mean, even though they came from there, they just weren't like that. But it just had the sense of, like, an environment that I was already in. And it's very, like, yeah, you know, I'm so in the West. You're in the Midwest. So I would say, like, um, but it's still like that, like, in Colorado. I don't know if it is so much anymore. But, like, kind of. You know, but I remember, like, like nobody smokes cigarettes anymore. Like, everybody vapes, you know? So, like, but I remember, like, the dad having, like, a cigarette in his mouth, roughly, you know, or just being like, let's go to the bar. And let's, you know, and there's things about Roseanne that's, like, that they do in small towns, like, go bowling, you know? Like, my grandfather was on a bowling league, you know? And yeah, we just went bowling yesterday. See? It's, like, a thing. And it's, like... And it's enjoyable, and it's like family it. around. Pardon? <laughs> we do not do it often. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, yeah, but, but they're bowling often. lanes, and people, like, still go to that, and they take it kind of seriously, like a sport, quote-unquote. Like, right. <laughs> just kind of, it's like, wow, man. I don't mm -hmm. know, like, all the terminology and stuff, but it's, like, interesting to, like, you know, just go and throw some balls at pins and it's just see how well it's you got do. a yeah, but it's got like yeah. a community environment to it, you know. The whole, um, yeah, it's definitely like a community thing. You see everybody you know there. Um, you see a lot of the same people, and I think Roseanne kind of had that same feeling 
but it was like a syndicated show on television, you know, and that's where I really kind of started to fall in love with it because it's like you could see yourself in those people, but you could also see people you knew in the characters, you know, like she's how old? she must have been 29. Wow. See, yeah. See, my mom in the 90s was probably like 50s in her 50s, you know. Well, roughly right. right so like i just saw my mom yesterday and she's 87 years old i'm 46 so you know mm-hmm. so yeah, that's, right that's quite old I it was age-wise mm-hmm. for raising kids so like for your like, mom but for like your mom she's watching these shows and it's kind of like in a sense defining her and she's you're blowing my mind right now right so it's like defining her and she's going through her trials and tribulations and stuff like as this stuff's being produced and like for me that's like my oldest sister going through that kind of stuff not my mother so not the person I'm living with is not like this. It's actually like my sibling is going through this kind of same kind of era. Because my sister's probably your mother's age now. How old's your mother now? Like in her 60s, roughly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Her 60s. she's just turned 60. Yeah, so my, my, I think my oldest brother is probably 60, 64, somewhere around there. 63, 64. And my sister's two years after him so yeah she's probably like 61 or two somewhere around there and uh so she was like the part that you know like when we lived in virginia she was the part that was like hey let's watch an american werewolf in london it just came out like vhs and we were like okay and we watched it you know she like introduced me to like Clan of the Cave Bear, which is probably like a book your mom would read, you know, or something like that. But my mom wouldn't have read any of that or watched any of that. My mother was more like, I love Lucy, Carol Burnett, stuff like that. That was her her sense of humor. So I got like, in a sense, I kind of got like a lot of um, a lot of humor from different generations you know from the boomers from whatever whatever generation your mother is she's a boomer like with my with like with who my mom no i think probably watched that with my sister yeah we'd watch like some of that but like we watched uh like when i was a kid we watched um like three's company you know, um, Welcome Back, Cotter, all these, like, seven-day shows that are just, like, kind of, they're not they're not really there anymore, you know? And then we're moving in, you know, then you're moving in, like, the 80s and stuff like that, and you're getting these different shows, and that's where you're getting, like, late 80s, like, Roseanne and stuff like that, right? I don't really remember, like, the sitcoms and stuff in the 80s, per se, because, like I said, we didn't have cable, but... 
We knew people with cable. They were a mystery. They lived on a magical island somewhere. And, you know, the Xanadu people. So <laughs> the neighbors had cable. But so for me, it was like different in my family because like, you know, because my mom's so old at that time. She's older at that time. Like, but my sister is coming up in that stuff. And like my cousins are coming up in that kind of stuff. And like, like my cousin that's on like Seinfeld, right? A Seinfeld episode. So, and they're seeing this humor and stuff, but my parents aren't into that, you know? By then they're into like watching Fox News, like, you know? And like, we better watch the weather tonight. So we'll know what our bows will feel like tomorrow. And, you know, and, or just preparing for that kind of stuff. But they weren't watching like shows to make them laugh. Like, I don't really remember my dad like sitting around watching TV at all. Like, you know, he's too busy. And, um, he's not, now he does, but he's 89. So of course he watches shows because <clears throat> there's nothing else to do. But, I don't think he like relates to him at all. Not really, you know. Mm. And so for my parents, like media was way different than it would be for like my sister, who's your mother's age. Like, so if you think about it in that way, like your mom's in her forties, right? Watching this and thirties. Yeah. Oh, her thirties. Yeah. Her thirties. Yeah. God, that's so crazy. Hmm. And see, my parents were all about like retiring, you know, <laughs> by the time I'm coming up. Do they have but like an there... NCIS phase or was it just like? They just... Yes. Yes, they did. Okay. Yeah. They loved it, you know, they're like, CSI. <laughs> yeah, like the crime scene stuff. And I'm like, this is stupid. Like, they don't really do that, you know? Or they had, like, a... You know what? Now I think about it, there were, like, those shows, like, um, Days of Our Lives. You remember that? Oh. These are the days of our lives. And it's like a... Do you remember Guiding It's like a novella. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. What was the one with Michael Landon? And he's, like, an angel. Wait, is Michael Landon the one from Stranger Things? No, he's the one from, uh, no, he's probably long dead, but he did, um, God, what was that one with the talking car kit? Uh, driving. No, you don't. You're going to say the driving Miss Daisy. Car. Yeah. You don't remember this? Oh my God. What was the name of that show? I don't at all. Oh my god, yeah. And then like Andy Griffith, we watched a bunch of that. We watched like, that too when I was really little. And we watched the Big Van Dyke show. Like my mom is probably watching Dyke show tonight. <laughs> so funny. So like this episode we're talking about episode five. I thought it was kind of funny that they all were like sitting around a boom box 
that's on like the dining room table or the um, living room table, the coffee table. And they're all waiting for the song to come on, you know? And I'm like, God, I totally forgot that though. People had like boom boxes and like Walkman and stuff like that, you know? Like, yeah. did you have a Walkman right. growing up? I had a Walkman and we had a radio, like me and my sister, I think like shared a radio. Right. Isn't that funny? Like, you can't get that quiet anymore. <laughs> like, you can just not, you can't get it anywhere. It's hard to find it. Or, or there's so much of it going on, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. What else did they have in this? There's a lot of hanging out in the garage. That's like a big thing. Mm-hmm. That's like a big the thing garage. for my brothers and sisters. Yeah, it's kind of the same. and then like the scene in the garage looks like my brother's garages, you know, with their like wrenching on shit. <laughs> like there's like used paint cans sitting around and like remember we were talking about that before, all the detail that's in this show. Like mm-hmm. it's just really interesting. And it feels like like I said, like somebody you know. And for me, that would be like my brothers and sisters, but not my parents. That's what's so interesting about it, you know? Because like now, right now in my life, I can't like- talk to my parents about it. They're already what? Yeah. Old as dirt, you know? So, <laughs> really. <laughs> and they can't, and they were tired. They were probably tired trying to raise kids, you know? So they're like, whatever, here's some cable. So, you know, here's your new parent. It's this TV. It's like, sweet, man. High death. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. But that's not totally fair. Because, I mean, my mom was around, you know. And yeah. she'd, like, make meals and tell stories and stuff. But it was a different yeah, I could kind of air. Yeah, she already did it. She already did like the little kid thing for so long. Like, mm-hmm. In fact, for like the first, um, so like on like Saturdays and Sundays, everybody would definitely Sundays. Everybody would come over after church, roughly around, and they come around noon, right? And they come from like Maryland and Virginia, and they come over, and there'd be like thirty people in that house, neighborhood people. We knew everybody in the neighborhood, you know, all the kids from the neighborhood, all the, um, just everybody, all my brother's friends and stuff, all my other brothers and like my older sister, her friends coming in from the neighborhood, you know, we had, we knew the neighbors real well. Everybody would come over and have like a meal, everybody talk, you know, and there'd be like a priest there or something from church and like, whatever, it's fun, right? When we moved back, there's only three of us in the house and my parents. And I remember for like the first three years, my mom would make like spaghetti, but she'd make enough for like, you know, like 40 people. And she'd be like, shit. So she like, so we'd have like leftover spaghetti for like, you know, like a week or whatever, because you'd have to leave, eat the leftovers because she couldn't drop out that portion, you know, like 
this is how I make spaghetti. You get six boxes of spaghetti and you throw it, you know, you don't do that now. Like, you know, have you ever like made too much spaghetti and you're just like, crap. Now I gotta like throw it away or put it in a Tupperware, you know? Yeah. And so for her, it was really hard to do and it had a different kind of feel to it. But my friends, I hung out at my friends' houses a lot, you know? I went over there and hung out there and their and their parents were like your your parents age you know so which is just very odd to have parents that are old you know so yeah but I get it now you know like you know I meet people and they're like I'm 46 and they're like do you want any more kids I'm like no dude I'm gonna be like a hundred by the time they're like 18. No way. <laughs> like, that's super unfair. Like, you know, and if my parents had thought like that, I wouldn't have been born to them. So, you know, like, I probably would have been born at some point, just not to this interesting family. So, but who knows? And uh, I mean, honestly, who does know? And I feel like it's easier to stay young these days. Like, when I listen to Dana Carvey his podcast mm-hmm. and I guess he's like in his 70s he says he's almost 80 but I'm always like is that a joke like literally you have the energy of someone who's 55 like and a lovely of a person too that it's just like oh my god can you please adopt me like oh. <laughs> <laughs> right I mean they are older god that's so true he's like so but in my old. head they're very young me too, mm-hmm. exactly. He's still like, you know, and it really is all on like how you look at stuff. That's if you not. let the world make you old or not, you know, that's what like, I mean. Exactly. Like, you know, it's just, it depends on who you are and what you're supposed to and what you choose, what avenues you choose. Yeah. Yeah, it is, huh? But what, yeah. what else was going on around the 90s that made this? show so needed it really needed to be made yeah because there was so much i feel like because there was such a slant towards like women have their place still women are this that they're not this they're not that it was like there was such a need for them in every possible way to normalize like women and women's experiences and like yeah, it's like almost people. like a. We're funny. We're carefree. We care about things. And we get shit done. Mhm. She is in at work, though, right? Yeah, she is. Mhm. At Wellman Plastics, we make mm-hmm. plastic so you don't have to. <laughs> I don't know what and their motto is. I do wonder I really what their. You really don't commercials are like. No, yeah. it's like uh, I, I feel like they don't have rockets. I feel like they're just like supplying, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably whatever they're making, they're yeah, plastic parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one had a cute scene there. With... They were two. First, they're just teasing each other, and then there's like the whole thing where where they're like. Uh, Jackie's teasing him too much and then he gets her in the office. 
Yeah. That was really yep. cute. And that's when you really see Jackie. She's like, oh, I can't fight it anymore. Like, you're right. And really quite charming. She's really fantastic. Like, yeah. Girl crush. For sure. Yeah, it is, huh? She, she has everything. Yeah. <laughs> but what's she say when she leaves the office? Oh, man. She's a, it's super funny. And she walks out and she goes... He yeah. goes, we can't let anybody know. And she walks out and she goes, hey, Booker gave me his number. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or yeah. Booker asked oh, for man. my number. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And now everybody knows. And he's like, crap. So, <laughs> and he's embarrassed, you know? Oh, but, my God. It's so good. And that's, again, what we were talking about. Like, women just being people and not having to be a certain way. Like, right. Outrageous. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really cute. Even though he is, like, like, we were saying, extra as a boss rude and shit it's still it's right like he really is yeah. he's like kind of a bit sleazy too kind of yeah yeah but he's like trying to fight it right he's also got like morals and that go with it you know we haven't really seen that yet yeah but we like you were saying we see it like in the next episode more no we haven't seen it yet but we do you can kind of tell because he could be a lot more sleazy like that mostly balding guy in the break room is talking about, you know, I'm going to show her what a real man looks like. And then I think Roseanne says something like, um, he's like one of the workers. Roseanne says something like, Oh, who do you got in mind or something like that? <laughs> like, just like, Oh, do you have a friend that you're going to introduce? You know, he's like, darn it. And like walks off or whatever, you know? Kind of just these bit part mm-hmm. people, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she because he's insulting her, sort of like he's like about the like getting called out, you know. Yeah, and then just like yeah, teasing and mm-hmm. super silly, right? And like silly making it better. like. Yes, and just make it because laughter is the best medicine. You need it, you know? <laughs> yeah, they do, huh? They and work. Don is like, I feel like he's a, like Dan, he's like a pretty good straight man, kind of. Like, he's sort of the one who's the straight man, but then he gets so out and he'll, like, blow up. And, and it was either the <clears throat> first episode or the second episode when he calls himself the drywall master of the universe you know right and he says that like at full volume basically you know? it's really, really fun. yeah but they're kind of also um yeah it's got that kind of straight man job though too as a mm. yeah like drywall what an interesting job that's gotta be you know like not really but it's gotta be Kind of, you know, because you're building people's homes. But yeah, it's always changing, everything's different every day. There's a lot to be said. Right? Different angles, different cuts, and just it's like a really it's a job you don't think about too much though, you know? Like mm-hmm. you don't as a like it doesn't require too much strength. Right. You can still drink beer every night and you know. Right songs. Mm-hmm. Such a good <laughs> song too. 
And it is. I always, I always forget that it's one of Roseanne's poems. I it's literally her poem. forgot yep. just watching it. Yeah, it's so good. It's, like, it's really a wonderful part of the. It's like who, who actually wrote this? Did he write it? Who knows? Right. I know. I wanted to know that too. Who actually wrote it? Because mm-hmm. other night you played the whole, uh, the whole opening theme song for me and I had never heard it all the way through and it's a really good song. It's a really good jazz song. <laughs> it's huh, the right? saxophone. It's like crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, I did not realize time. it. I literally yeah. just listened to it because I went while we were setting up, I was just listening. I mean I was watching episode five again. And I was like, I literally can't believe how sick this is. This is like sick. <laughs> like this whole <laughs> Yeah, the whole jazz ensemble to it. Yeah, it's oh, good, huh? It's really good. It's really mm-hmm. good. And I, uh, I uh. feel like it's Blues Traveler who does the uh, version where they put lyrics over it. Really? Apparently, he's in an episode in season eight, and it's presented as their friends, like their old friends. So I wonder if mm-hmm. like they actually are friends, and it was like a favor, like, hey, could you like lay sick song for us but yeah maybe huh or maybe they're just like hey you want some work do this track for us okay cool yeah. you know <laughs> yeah yeah right <clears throat> like you know like we were saying before the other day what's that i was just saying since he was in season eight it kind of seemed like maybe yeah and by then he's fairly famous he's going mm-hmm. full bore with his career at that point yeah. right <laughs> right like all the people you would meet being on set it was a really good episode yeah i like it i am yeah um this is like what i want to be like you know really no holds bar no pun intended <laughs> no bard <laughs> roseanne bar got it she's barred from her Check you out. <laughs> uh, no holds that. barred. That's a great name. Yeah, <laughs> that could be the episode name. Episode. Yeah. No holds barred. Roseanne yeah. Bard. Yeah. Interesting, <laughs> huh? <laughs> oh, oh, Roseanne. Oh, sarcasm <laughs> has rolled her back into you, Roseanne. Really getting good, this little show. <laughs> this little Roseanne show. Yeah, yeah, it gets better as it goes, too. It does. It does get better. I think that it's good the, the whole way through. It's changing a lot. Through all the seasons, huh? Mm-hmm. But I do think season four and five are probably the best. But you, you think season that four and five are the best? Yeah, I think I so. mean, I've seen it all. It's just. I saw it when it was coming out. Yeah. Like, and I remembered it because I did like it a lot. Because we watched it a lot. We'd wait for it to come on. Yeah. I want to remember more because I'm sure that we, we I do remember waiting for Seinfeld to come on a lot. Yeah. And he started out his shows with like him being on stage, telling jokes. And if you go back even now, you can see his different hairstyles and. Oh, God, his hair. Oof. Yeah, and like whatever he was wearing at the time, suits, and now I think it's just jeans and a shirt, you know, yeah. and always like 
New Balance on or something like running mm-hmm. shoes Always. that are super clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's like a anally retentive almost. <laughs> he does have a style that he does not really deter from. Yep. Ever. Have you ever seen him live? Like. Oh my God! No, I would die. Right. Mm-hmm. I bet you he's pretty good. Well, I mean, it's because he's so clean and it's all observational comedy. Yeah, so, it's just pure, pure delight, you know. Now, we don't listen is to him Seinfeld based off of Larry David's life? It's them together. It's like they were like George and Jerry, like a comedian and a writer moving in. I mean, George isn't a writer. Oh, okay. But they were living in New York. They were friends. And Jerry, just like in the show, got approached to start a show. And right. the same thing happened. He was like, yeah. Larry's my writing partner. Wow. I just like his comedy. And Kramer. I liked Kramer and George and Elaine. And, you know, everybody. All the characters are funny. (laughs) And they're all, like, very believable, you know? Yeah, it's just funny. I'm laughing because it's just, like, Seinfeld is, like, in my blood. It's, like, for some reason. Right. Like, it's literally part of me. Right. And there's not that many things that I feel that way about, but Seinfeld is one of them. Right. So it's kind of funny to hear someone who like has a more casual, but has appreciation for it, but like you know hasn't seen it as much as I have. Right. I mean, yours is like you're eating it and breathing it, but like (laughs) for me, I loved it because he's funny. You know, like. Yeah. But not a lot of people like Seinfeld. You had like a life. You were like doing right. Like, right. I was like a child. I was stuck in the hall. I was really excited. Yeah, you were, huh? God, that's funny. I was like barely ten when the finale. You know, I might have of, turned. Of Seinfeld. And Roseanne, because they both ended in ninety-seven. Oh, they did. Yeah, huh? Mm-hmm. Wow. You can I still watch Seinfeld. Of- How funny, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's like I'm doing a, stuff. Yeah, you were doing stuff. Who knows what? I was like in fourth grade. <laughs> How funny. Uh, yeah, you're a baby. Fourth grade. Is there still anywhere to be on a Saturday night? Not, Not really. Anymore. Not no. Really. <laughs> now it's just whatever day you want. Weekends oh. don't even really exist. Right, exactly. Old paradigm. Mm-hmm. The whole new In the world. old world. It's a whole brand new world, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> right? Well, that's, that's a good segue, because I was going to ask. Um, I think that it'd be fun to do pop culture plugs, and we can plug our own stuff, but then we can also plug something we're enjoying right now. Because this okay. is a show that celebrates Really good shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll go first. And I will obviously plug Station Eleven. Yeah, it's a book, but it's a show. And that show is on HBO Max. It might be on Paramount, too, because it's also a Paramount show. But yeah, definitely worth watching, guys, if you need something to really get into. I could only recommend that right now. Pretty obsessed with it. Martin, I know you watched it too, but you can do your own plug. Did it drop? 
Yeah, it did, but now you're back. Okay. That's so um, weird. Yeah, it is kind of weird that it keeps dropping like that. Um, no, I don't really have anything to plug because I also watched Station Eleven, Station Eleven after you told me to, and I binged yeah. it. I binged the crap out of that, and it was really and it's like yeah, all encompassing. It tore at my heartstrings. I tell everybody about it now, you know. Um, I was told to watch uh, what is the name of the show called? I had it queued earlier. I don't know if I still do. Let's see. Oh, it's called like Where We Are or something like that. I don't think I've heard of it. It's a, a Luca film. Oh, it's a movie. No, it's a miniseries. It's on HBO Max. And it's uh, like a coming-of-age story. So, which I feel Station Eleven was a little bit like that, too. You know? like Definitely. For sure. It's like it has its own kind of coming-of-age. I've been watching all of The Last of Us, which was good. but, um, mm. But I think that's over now. I think the first season of The Last of Us is over, but it's nothing like, you know, right? it's nothing like Station Eleven at all. Yeah, there's nothing like that one. I'm so glad I took a chance and watched it. My sister. Uh, yeah, it was so good. I was like, wow. And I'd just been telling everybody I can about it, but that's like five people that will listen to me. So <laughs> that's a lot. That's a good reach. <laughs> it is, I guess. Yep. Six degrees of separation. Maybe somebody will take exactly. it back They're to their country with them. Mm-hmm. And then take it back to Nigeria or somewhere. Be take like, you gotta watch y'all. this. There y'all go. Let's watch this. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember the name of the show that somebody wanted me to watch before, but mm. I think it's called Who We Are. But yeah, it's coming of age, and no, no real plug. You well, took where home. can people find you? You have the best Instagram handle of all time. Yeah, I, I've actually not been using Instagram as much anymore because I wanted good dreams, and it gave me good because I was doom scrolling all the time. But my handle is usual underscore dust underscore specs usual dust specs like specs of dust yeah Yeah, i think it's a book (laughs) the usual dust specs is a book so about um yeah about adhd so it's from a guy with adhd pretty funny no i wish i had (laughs) then i'd be making tons of money you know, a riff on usual suspects. It is, yeah. But I think it's hilarious. Uh, so, you know, we're always coming up with funny Instagram handles. So, <clears throat> yeah. Sweet. <laughs> thank you so much for being on. This was so yeah, much thank you for having me. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that you'll be back and you'll be a friend of the show. Yep. I will watch more Roseanne. Thank you. It. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Good night. All right, everyone. That was such a good episode. Thanks again to Martin for being on. Um, 
really hard for me not to make a Martin's supermarket joke right now, which is a regional supermarket. If you know it, you know it. But yeah, thank you so much to Martin for being here. That was such a good one. Um, hopefully have you back on and like, <laughs> I'll have my audio figured out by then. I am sure. And we'll have the power to match your um, resonant <laughs> basso profundo, as Rory Gilmore would say. <laughs> he says it once in season five of Gilmore Girls. All right, that was such a good episode. Um, unfortunately, I had to cut out a lot, yeah, because of my audio. So we did jump around a little bit, but I'm just having fun just trying to figure out how to do all this and experimenting really try to cut out as many like pauses and you know needless things as possible but I also just was like I can't do every single one because then it just won't be humans talking you know it'd be robots talking and that's not really as fun although that's what everyone's into right now right AI chat bots but yeah, uh, for another day, right? For now, we will, I guess, leave it at that. Um, Martin has a podcast that we didn't even talk about, so I will link that in the show notes. And it's great, and you guys should check it out. So I'll put that. Um, and also information if you want to like reach out and comment on this episode. Or let me know if you want to be a guest or what you want to hear um yeah i definitely am looking forward to talking more about all of the things we talked about today like um seinfeld you know there's so much there too and i feel like seinfeld and roseanne sort of like represent the two parts of me like the new york part i mean i didn't live there but almost did because <laughs> my parents are from there and then we were brought up in the Midwest as kids. Roseanne is sort of that. Seinfeld's New York. And they're both like perfect and theatrical and just delightful in every possible way. So we're this is more informal. You know, we're, we are going to talk about Roseanne. But, you know, there's room for everything else too, I think. Because it lends itself to that. So it's just going to be fun. And yeah... I don't know what else there is to say, right? We're just going to have to keep talking and come back for more. But thank you so much for listening. This was so much fun. And uh, we're going to, of course, uh, let a Roseanne theme song uh, lead us out. And this one is really good. <laughs> so I give it 11 out of 10. And I don't know what Martin gives it because um, we didn't have a chance to listen to it. But I would guess it's at least a 10. Because this is, this is a good one. Alright, so enjoy it. Take care. And until next time, this has been Rosanna Dew. Thanks so much for listening. Alright, bye everyone.